0: You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. WHMP.
1: We are so pleased to be joined in the studio by Aaron Skaggs, who is the Program Director and Community Outreach at Stone Church and local musician Alouette Bateau of Calliope Jones, who works on program development at Stone Church. And the program that we want you to know about is Girls to the Front. Who would like to start?
2: I'm happy to start. Thanks for having us.
1: Okay. That was Erin who said that, right?
2: Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin Skaggs.
1: Okay. Erin, Girls to the Front, what is it?
2: Girls to the Front is a program at Stone Church in Brattleboro, Vermont, uh, really focused on creating greater gender equity in live music. At Stone Church, we feel like live music industry is the best industry in the world, but there is a lot of work to do um, in carving out space and opportunity for women and non-binary folks in that arena.
1: Okay. Tell us a bit more about the specifics of Girls to the Front. I understand the philosophy. What sure. happens?
2: I mean, the phrase we did not create, it's not new. It's been around since uh, punk rock, Bikini Kill, Heaven to Betsy, these punk shows. The bands would be on stage and they would shout, girls to the front, meaning physically, girls move to the front, get in front of the men so that the musicians feel safe and that the women feel safe in the crowd. We took that phrase and have turned it into a call to action and the title of our program, which is about creating space for women in production, on stage, in every facet of live music.
1: And how long has this program been in existence?
2: We're in year two currently. The program began as one-off shows featuring women-led bands Uh, They served as a fundraiser for the Women's Freedom Center, which is a resource center for women in southern Vermont. We took that and expanded last year. So last year, during March, we booked every single show, headliner and opener, was a woman-led band, a non-binary-led band, or a trans-led band.
1: And... How long does the production go on for? Is this a one-night or one-day event, or is this something that happens over time?
2: Well, last year, it was the entire month of March, so I want to say
1: 15 shows. Wow.
2: It was a massive undertaking and fairly unprecedented. I haven't heard of another venue or organization biting off that big of a chunk, if you will. It was kind of a slog, if I'm being honest. It's incredibly difficult and time-consuming to book based on gender for a specific month. So and the th- commitment and was huge. And this year? This year we will do the same thing. And our three main goals this year are greater inclusivity. We want this program to serve not just cisgendered women. We want to create space and support and elevate non-binary folks, trans women, uh, gender non-conforming folks. We want to make our tent bigger and include more people. We wanted to create a more sustained impact. So celebrating something for a month is fantastic. However, the year is 12 months, and we really want the impact to be year-round. So we've created educational programming, sound tech class, and a light design class. There are almost no women in production. If you see a woman in a sound booth, you I guarantee you'll be shocked because it's so rare. We're going to hold classes starting next week, 12-week courses, 10 women in each class, light design, and sound tech. Um, The last thing we added this year are free monthly meetups, and those are all about connecting women and non-binary people with resources, grant writing, how to book a tour, how to find a manager, um, how do you navigate the internal and external factors of being an artist. These meetups are the second Wednesday of every month through March, and they feature expert speakers, like Emily Lichter. Emily Lichter is involved in Institute for the Musical Arts, Public Emily Management Company. She represents people like Lake Street Dive.
1: And if people want to become involved to be part of this endeavor to take the classes? Uh, how do they go about doing that? Should I ask that of A- Alouette Bateau?
3: Yeah, hi, I'm Alouette. Um, thank you so much for having us. Uh, we we do have some spots left in our lighting desi- design class. So um, anybody who's interested in that, um, we have financial aid packages. We have musicians and non-musicians coming to do that work. So we're super, super excited. Um, and Yeah, as Aaron said, we have Emily Lichter coming January 10th for a meetup, so anyone is welcome to come. It's free, no registration required, and we'll just be talking about the relationships between managers and artists and how that works, especially in regards to gender and gender bias in the industry.
1: And this is at Stone Church in Brattleboro? Yes. Which is where, for those of our listeners? We are
2: located at 210 Main Street in Brattleboro, Vermont. It's quite a large, large Gothic church. You really can't miss us.
1: It's, it's quite a beautiful building, and it, you have an amazing reputation in the community for the work that you do. I'd like to know uh, from you, uh, Alouette, as, as a musician, as a performing musician, what does this mean to you to be involved in this work? Uh, and you do work on program development at Stone Church. What does it mean to you personally?
3: Yeah, I think personally, having been in a band um, with some of my best friends for years, we used to kind of brand ourselves as an all-girl band. Um, And though I'm non-binary, growing up being perceived as a woman or even a girl in the industry was always almost traumatizing at times, um, especially as a drummer. I was never taken seriously. My vocal mic is never turned up. Just these little things that build up throughout your experience with, with venues, with sound engineers, um, even with managers and bookers, just seeing the way that women and girls are are affected in different ways or, you know, told to play up the sexy, sultry aspect in order to get more fans. Like being told that um, you should be more sexy as a 15-year-old, so more old white men like your band is absolutely traumatizing. And that happens to so many artists today. Um, So we just want to, you know, build those coalitions, build the community so that people feel like they can have a confident place in the industry with us.
1: So... In year one last year of Girls to the Front in this month-long enterprise that you were involved in, what kind of feedback did you get from the participants?
2: We found that This there, is Erin Skaggs. It's me, Erin Skaggs. We found that there was a massive appetite for this type of programming with this type of emphasis. Almost across the board, the feedback was positive. And in fact, we've been approached by other venues, other companies, other people working in live music who want to get involved. And that's sort of the dream is that we have this baby of a program. It's expensive to put on. It takes a massive amount of work, but we believe in it so hugely that we are going out into the world, sharing our vision, hoping that other people will see the value in it. And so far they really have. Artists are grateful to have this space. The camaraderie and solidarity, the feeling of support and the feeling of being prioritized is a big deal for them.
1: For,
0: yes, uh, Buzz. Uh, Aaron, I just wanted to ask uh, what geographic area are people attending from?
2: Well, Brattleboro's a funny place to have a small music venue. We're a 300 capacity. Music venue with a pretty extraordinary light and sound package. It's a beautifully restored Gothic church. We're also in a town of 13,000 people with zero colleges. So most of our consumers are not coming from Brattleboro. Uh, Our drive market is definitely Northampton, Western Massachusetts, as far north as, say, Bellows Falls. People generally come from the ski towns during winter. Uh, So maybe up to an hour in any direction.
1: And for those who want to know what are their performances, where do they go to get that information? And for those who want to participate in the programs, tell us how they do that.
2: Of course. We really would love to invite anyone, everyone, men, women, non-binary people, everyone, please come to our March slate of programming. Go to StoneChurchVT.com to check out our full schedule. We do anywhere from 10 to 15 shows per month with a huge range of genre. We would especially like you to know about our kickoff show on March 1st and 2nd. We're partnering with Foam Brewing in Burlington, and we're featuring the band Thus Love that has shot to stardom recently. They've done European tours. They were just in Brazil at a festival. They're kind of a big deal. Foam is hosting them on March 1st, and they'll be in-house at Stone Church on March 2nd. And they are wildly energetic and so much fun to watch.
1: And the event coming up, I think you said January 10th. Tell us again about that, and how can people participate?
2: Sure. So the free monthly meetups, again, it's about connecting to resources. We are holding one next week, which is Wednesday, January 10th, from 6 to 8 p.m. at Stone Church. No registration required. There is no fee to attend. What time? 6 to 8 p.m. And we'll be featuring Emily Lichter, who can speak to a pretty wide range of uh, music industry, Q&A, artist-manager relationship.
1: Let me go back for a moment, if I might, to Alouette Bateau of Calliope Jones. Uh, We had band members from Calliope Jones here years ago. What happened to the evolution of the band
3: yeah so um you know, we all wanted to be rock stars, but then we all decided were we were rock stars we were, rock, were rock, stars, rock stars, and then we decided, hang on, let's all get through college successfully. Um so we have all graduated by this point, and we are actually um setting up a bunch of shows for the new year. And yeah, we're revamping, getting a little more rockier. Um, this summer, we played an amazing festival in town um, with Dar Williams at the at the River Roads Festival. We got to open that with Amy Ray, um, so that was just absolutely a dream come true.
1: So let me ask you this, particularly given your work uh, at at Stone Church and this amazing program you've put together over the years, because Clawy Jones is is I, I love this getting the band back together <laughs> literally. Um, has been around for a long time. Has there been a change in the industry that you've noticed, or is it just the same old, same old?
3: Yeah, I think um, the pandemic obviously has had such a huge impact, and just seeing the shift in community, you know, like... It's it's amazing to see how many people are being careful about COVID these days and how many people want to kind of protect each other and ourselves, but that also has a huge impact on live shows. And, you know, if if people want to come to a live show, if people are going to dance in the front and build that, you know, girls to the front coalition community, or if people have to be to the sides with masks, you know, there, there have been a lot of changes, I think, um in regards to the gender bias within the industry, although there is a lot more kind of awareness and acknowledgement of those um, kind of discrepancies. Like, you know, we have 8.9% of music producers today are women and the rest are men. Like there are huge st- statistics that just show these like staggering differences. Um, and I think it is, it is good that we have more awareness now, but we are still seeing these kind of normalized ingrained um, attitudes towards women and non-binary and gender non-conforming artists um, that just continue to permeate through the industry. And, you know, we have, we have amazing men in the industry. We, we love our owner at the Stone Church, Robin Johnson. He's like a god. Um, and it still is so ingrained into every aspect of the business, no matter who you're working with.
1: Well... I guess it's a question of hope. I would like to just uh, press this point with you just a bit more, because you've been performing with Calliope Jones since you all were teenage, teenagers, um, and I'm wondering whether you have noticed any difference, any improvement in the way in which uh, women, uh, uh, teenage, teenage girls, uh, non-binary people are treated in the industry over the years, because you've been at this for how long now? and has you, have you noticed a change, or is that just wishful thinking and hoping on my part?
3: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it has been over 10 years now that I've been working with Calliope Jones. And um, I guess from going from, a, like, a girl band, a young, I was teenager, middle school, you know, so many things were happening at that time. And being perceived in that way is very different than now being perceived as, like, a 22-year-old college student. Um, where'd, but you, it,
1: where'd you go to college?
3: I went to Vassar College. Oh,
0: and
1: graduated!
3: <laughs> I did. Yeah,
1: congratulations!
0: I wanted to know whether or not you're affiliated with the Institute for the Musical Arts, June Millington's in Goshen. Um, either of you? Hello yeah. Old. So
3: Calliope Jones actually met at the IMA, and we are forever grateful for our family there. Emily Lichter is on the board there, and we have her January 10th for this meetup, which is really exciting. Um, But yeah, I think the Institute for the Musical Arts, in conjunction with programs like Girls to the Front, promoting these shows, while also having that kind of educational background where you get to meet other musicians who are kind of experiencing the same things as you, I think it's so important. and it's also really important to make more spaces like that that are ever more inclusive for gender nonconforming people.
1: For people who want to confirm what shows are available and how to, uh, I guess there is no sign-up for the January 10th event. You can just come. Uh, is there a website for them to visit?
2: Yeah, for all of your Girls to the Front Stone Church informational needs we would love to direct you to stonechurchvt.com is our website you can follow us on socials our instagram is stonechurchvt42 and we because there are
1: 41 other stone churches No, exactly (laughs) right exactly right
2: but we are the best one (laughs) in my humble opinion of course
1: okay want to give a last pitch for people to come and join you
2: Yeah, I absolutely would. If you have listened to us, if you believe in this work and the mission of this program, we would love for you to reach out. We are absolutely all about coalition building. If you would like to help offset our students' tuition for the courses, if you would like to sponsor the program, if you would like to join our Patreon, please go to StoneChurchVT.com or give a shout. We would love
3: to chat with you.
1: And let me... Have a last word, if I might, from Alouette Bateau of Calliope Jones. When's your next gig? <laughs>
3: So we are, um, we're gearing up for a bunch of gigs in March to be announced. We have, we have a little, a bit of a secret. We have some new music coming out very soon, which we will be touring. Um, so I'll get back to you on that, but it will be known. You can follow Calliope Jones Band on Instagram and Facebook to, and to be sure. And Calliope with a K. Calliope with a K. Yeah. Cause you know, we, we want it to be rock and roll.
1: <laughs> we appreciate it. uh, Alouette Bateau, and Aaron Skaggs. Thank you both so very much. Congratulations. Break a leg. Hope it's a fabulous, fabulous year. And thank you so much for bringing girls to the front.
3: Thank
2: you for having us. Thank you so much.
0: More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP.
1: That was quite the conversation we had with Aaron Skaggs and Al Oet-Bateau and their program at Stone Church in Brattleboro. I love what they're doing. I love at
0: it, it, it all levels of the industry, trying to open up the industry. My brother, Bill, you, you may know, my brother has a very successful sound and light business in Philadelphia, and he's tried to attract engineers who are female, and he can't find them. He would be very interested. I'm going to make sure that he listens to this
1: because uh, he's constantly on the, on, the, on the prowl for them. And I love the fact that uh, there is this real community that exists here in the Valley, and Brattleboro, of course, is part of it, perhaps on a nor- northern edge for us. But I love going to Brattleboro for events. It's such a s- spectacular city.
0: I, I love it. And, you know, as you know, I'm a jazz freak. And I go to the Vermont Jazz uh,
1: uh,
0: Center, it's called. And they have the same problem. They just can't get enough people to come up to Brattleboro for these fantastic shows
1: that they host. I've been there and been there when it was a packed house.
0: Yes. When it, yes.
1: Takes a big name and it's a, a wonderful place to go. Brattleboro is a wonderful place to go, period. Okay. Thank you all for being with us today, and here's our final thought on Buzz and Me. Ready? Dan, cue it up.